Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hey there, you podcasters. I'm super excited to come on today. Have I got a word to bless you with? This is going to definitely speak to you on today, and it's going to give you some things that you can take into the future. Um, as far as the next season that we're transitioning in, how many of you know that we are already getting ready to get in the mid portion of June? And once we get into July, we are halfway through the year. And it's something to be said for that. It's something to be said for that. And what I will be releasing today is going to help you to be able to transition into the second portion of the year. I'm excited again to come on today. I want to first of all tell you guys that I love you and that I appreciate you and the Lord loves you. And that's what's most important in this hour. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know uh, if your day was a trying day, if your week was a trying day, if your, if your year was a trying year up until this point. I don't know, but I'm here to tell you that the Lord is on the throne and he's still sovereign. He's still writing the other chapters of your life. So I'm going to need you to stay strong and keep the faith and trust God in this season as he transitions us into the second half of the year. If he's so willingly gracious enough to do it, we love him. Lord, we praise you and we honor you on today. We, we roll out the red carpet for you, Holy Spirit, that on this podcast today that you may have your way. I ask that you allow me to write on your people's heart. Hide me behind the veil. Let them see and hear all of you and none of me. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. So, guys, we're going to jump right on in today. I'm not even going to be before you long, but I just felt the need to, to get this podcast out to you. It was um, pressing upon my spirit for the last two days. And um, as I was in a worship yesterday, the Lord really downloaded me the, the next word that he wanted to speak. So I said, Lord, I have to get the word that you gave me two days ago out. And he's like, well, you need to get on it. So I'm getting on it on today so that you guys can be blessed. If I had to title today's topic, I would title it, Shh, it's in the whisper. I would title it, Shh, it's in the whisper. We're going to be coming out of 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. And we're going to begin to anchor at that scripture. I may throw in a few other scriptures um, as well, but our anchor scripture today will be 1 Kings verses 19, 11 through 13. Now, this is a very familiar passage to some people that have, uh, are familiar with the, the prophet Elijah. And he is, I'm going to give you a bit of a backdrop. At this point, he is in a cave. He has just battled the 450 prophets on Mount Caramel. And Jezebel has threatened his life. So he has found himself secluded in a cave and he is having an, uh, I guess I would say a moment with himself. And at the same time, you're going to see the Lord jump in and begin to speak to Elijah. But what I want you to understand is 
and, and, and really focus on is shh, it's in the whisper. The Lord begins to speak in a specific tone. And that's what we're going to focus on today, because I believe as we get ready to transition into the next portion of the year, the Lord is going to be speaking to some of us in a shh whisper, in a shh whisper. I am at 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. It reads, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and a powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth, the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back, go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Haziel king over Aaron. Now, the the verse I really, really want to anchor on is verses 12, where it says, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle Shh, whisper, a gentle whisper. And then it was only after the gentle whisper that Elijah heard it. He put his cloak over his face and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. My question to you on today is, why is the whisper so important in this season? Shh. It's in the whisper. I want you to think about it. Why is the whisper of such relevance in this season? Why would the Lord download to me one word? Whisper. That's what he said. Whisper. I'm in the middle of a worship and he just says, whisper. And then I began to unfold this thing, begin to meditate on it, begin to think about it, begin to unwrap it. But why would the Lord signal us? to focus on the whisper. I believe we can find it right here in the scriptures. When we look at this scripture, especially verse 12, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. So when I look at that, Elijah has found himself in a place that he is discouraged. He has had a huge success and now he is beginning to question um, whether or not he can fulfill the call. And instead of the Lord just outright talking to him in a regular voice, he whispers to him. But before he whispers, he allows all these other big things begin to happen. 
It says at the beginning of verse 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So he tells Elijah, come out here. I'm getting ready to pass by. And then you hear this great and this powerful wind that tore through the mountains where it tore the mountains apart. You got to think of a mountain. A mountain is, is hard. It's cement. It's rock. And the Lord tears the mountain apart and shatters the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And then it says, after the wind, there's a major earthquake. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. My question to you on today is all these things that you're looking for the Lord in, you may be missing him because he said, shh, I'm in the whisper. He's saying, shh, I'm in the whisper. It is so important that we get that. It's important that we get that because when you understand that the Lord does not have to prove himself by an earthquake, by fire, by all these powerful things, he is whispering to Elijah because it's a very personal relationship that the father desires to have with us. Because think about it, whenever we whisper. Whenever you see someone whispering, you can automatically assume that what they're talking about is what? It's private. It's private. See, when you whisper, you are letting the other person know that this thing that I'm talking to you about is very personal and it's very private. The Lord says, daughter. Shh, son, I'm in the whisper. This relationship that God is calling us to in this season is a very, very personal, intimate relationship. We can no longer know God on the outer courts. And when I say the outer courts, when we think of the tabernacle, there was a set of instructions or procedures that they followed before they ever reached the holy of holies. But when Jesus Christ was torn, was dead on the, well, put on the cross and crucified, the veil was torn. So when the veil was torn, that allows us to not have a blockage between us and interacting with God. All we have to do is go through Jesus Christ so that we might interact with the father. See, this is so important in this season that we understand that the Lord is desiring to have a relationship that he can whisper to you and you will hear him. You will hear him. You will hear him past the noise and everything that's going on in the world that he would whisper to the one he loves, that he was speaking to you personally and in private. And if you notice when someone whispers, you, do you notice the response to a whisper? is we have a tendency to whisper back. I, it's, it's almost subliminal. When someone whispers to you, we have a tendency to begin whispering back. There's times where I'll begin to whisper because someone's whispering to me and then they'll say, why are you whispering? Because it's, it's like a, a natural instinct to do that. So when the Lord is whispering to Elijah, I find it very interesting because 
when he whispers to Elijah, the scriptures say Elijah put his cloak over his face. See, it, th this was very, very personal. This was a personal interaction between a holy God and Elijah. And Elijah knew it. Elijah knew it. I believe he knew it. The scriptures don't say he knew it, but I believe that Elijah had such a personal relationship with God that he knew it. He knew it when I come into, into the presence. I mean, he recognized I'm in the presence of a king. I need to cover myself because I'm, I'm a, as Isaiah said, I'm a, a unclean man undone. Undone. You recognize who you are when you're in the presence of a holy God. But let's get back to the shh. It's in the whisper. See, I believe we can even take it a step further. Because if we think about the verses in 1 Peter 5 and 8, I want you to go over to 1 Peter 5 and 8. Because there, this scripture is displaying God in a whisper, in a whisper. But think about how the enemy displays himself. Because when you can see this contrast between God and how Satan displays himself, then I believe we can enter into a deeper, intimate relationship and we can really begin to discern the the gentle voice of God in this season. Go over to First Peter five and eight. This is how it reads. It says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour." Get this. Peter saying, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, it names him. The adversary, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion." seeking whom he may devour. And now this scripture is very interesting because it's telling us how to handle this image, this roaring lion, this devil who's trying to portray himself bigger than who he really is. He, that's what, he, if you acting like a roaring lion, you are acting like something that you truly aren't. So then the question becomes, what are you acting like? What are you counterfeiting? He is actually counterfeiting the lion of Judah. He's counterfeiting the lion because look, Jesus is called the lion of Judah, the lion of Judah. So Satan is walking around like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. So he's acting like trying to imitate God. And in his deception, he's looking for someone that he can uh, kill, steal, and destroy. Because that's the three things he does. Kill, steal, and destroy. So he's seeking whom he may devour. We can see in the scripture, when I talked about Elijah, the Lord is speaking to Elijah in a whisper. There's no need for him to scream or do anything. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He doesn't have to prove himself. He's God. He's sovereign. But Satan, on the other hand, he's counterfeiting. He has to try to act like something that he's not. Get this. Is it says he's seeking whom he can devour. This is a strong contrast between the Lord and Satan. The Lord and this 
whisper or this still small voice and Satan walking around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. See, I believe from the very beginning that Satan has always wanted to usurp God's authority. He's wanted to be God. That's why he was kicked out of heaven. He couldn't stay in his place. He couldn't run his race in his lane. He had to want more than his share. So it's only natural that Satan would try to take characteristics that we identify with such a holy God being the lion of Judah, the lion of Judah, that we identify the lion of Judah with Christ. And, and here we here we got in first Peter five and eight. The adversary, the devil is walking about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You need to get this on today because the question then becomes because he is trying to deceive us acting like a roaring lion. What is he trying to deceive us into? Believing that he's bigger than what he really is to believe us to believe that he's God. Us to believe that when we hear that that other voice that's telling us to do something contrary or that other voice is telling us to go another way go to my podcast the fork in the road because remember i said you get to these forks in the road and you got to make a choice and he shows up at the fork in the road trying to get you to go to what the wrong way trying to get you to think that he's god trying to get you to think get confused about different things but i like first peter 5 and 8 because it says we have to be sober and vigilant the scripture stars are would be sober be vigilant. In other words, it's saying to be humble and be on watch. You have to be on your guard. You have to be humble and you have to be on your guard because this is the thing I found out is pride comes before the fall. The word of God tells us pride comes before the fall. And, and when the, when I think about the, the be attitudes, when, when he talked about the be attitudes, he said, blessed are those that are poor in spirit. It is crucial in this season to understand what poor in spirit means. It's, it's being humble. It's understanding that the Lord can bless, but he can also take away. It's, it's understanding that, you know what? It belongs to God. It all belongs to him. I'm just a steward of his stuff. It, it keeps us in this place that we don't allow ourselves to think more highly of ourselves. See, we got to be humble. We have to be humble. That's that, that's not a choice. The word of God is telling us that blessed are those that are poor in spirit. Blessed are those that are humble, those that have humility. And in 1 Peter 5 and 8, it's saying be sober, be vigilant. It's saying be humble, be on watch. The devil is powerless. He has to seek out those that he can devour. So he has to seek people out because he's powerless. He's not all powerful. He has to seek out people. So then the question uh, begins to, to, to bubble in my spirit of what would make him seek me out? What would make Satan seek you out? Because it says he's seeking whom he may devour. So the whom he may devour is a particular type of person. What, what kind of person is that? Someone he can devour. Okay, I'm inclined to believe he looks for someone that's very similar and he holds the characteristics of 1 John 2 and 16. 
First John 2 and 16 talks about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. This means that he can't devour just anyone. There's a particular type of spirit, a particular type of person, a particular type of characteristic that he's looking for. It, 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 come on now, First John 2 and 16 says the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. This means that we as believers, when we are becoming more Christ-like, we, we wouldn't carry these characteristics, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. So when we, when we put on the old man and we pick those things up, we are surrendering our authority to the enemy. We are giving him license to operate in our lives. We are children of God called to bear fruit. And the fruits that we're called to, to bear are the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 is very clear when it tells us that a Holy Spirit controlled life will bear these what? It will bear these fruit. There's a particular fruit that a child of God bears. Patience, love, kindness, long suffering. All those things in Galatians, the fruits of the spirit, that's what we bear. But what happens when we call ourselves a child of the God and we have the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life? We're bearing the wrong type of fruit. And that's a fruit after that, after Satan's heart. That's the, those are the ones he can devour. As long as we are continuing our walk as the children of the most high God with Christ and he's doing the work in our life and transforming us, we don't have to worry about Satan devouring us because our focus and our affections are torn, turned towards Christ. But when our focus and our affection is after the flesh, after the lust of the eye and the pride of life, then we can be sure that the enemy is going to figure out a way to entice us and to trip us up. To entice us and to trip us up. I, I, I want to know, did you, did you notice that in 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says he roams about like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion. You need to get that like a roaring lion. Again, I want to hit this, this home. Satan is a counterfeit. He's conducting what I call role play. He's conducting role play. He's always played the role, the role. And, and, and when we say a wolf in sheep's clothing, a wolf in sheep's clothing. So you are a wolf acting like a sheep. You are doing role play. This is what Satan is good at. He he's walking around acting like a sheep. A wolf in sheep's clothes. So, so you look like a sheep, you acting like a sheep, you shout like a sheep. But when we go into the inner man, when we look into your heart, the heart of the matter displays that you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. We have to understand that Satan is acting like a roaring lion. There is only one lion of Judah. Only one. When I look in the scriptures, there's only one lion of Judah. And we need to understand that Satan will come to counterfeit. He comes to lie to us. He comes to do everything contrary to the kingdom of God, to the kingdom of God. We have to understand that in first Peter, they're talking about when they, they speak of the words sober. It's crucial for us to understand 
what sober means. And stay with me because I'm, I'm, I'm about to end because I said, shh, it's in the whisper in this season. The Lord is speaking to you in the whisper, in the whisper. He's speaking to you and you can trust what he's speaking to you because the enemy will try to amplify his voice higher than the Lord's to try to to try to circumvent the Lord, to try to talk over the Lord telling you that you're going to make it through this season, that you're more than a conqueror, that you know what? I have a plan for you. I know you're getting evicted, but I have another house over here for you. The enemy would try to tell you, you're going to be on the streets. What are you going to do? You need to hurry up and do this because he, he tries to talk over the principles and the truths of God or try to twist them up. He did it to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is in the wilderness fasting and he shows up twisting the truth. That's why in this season, you got to know that you know that you know that Satan is walking around like a roaring lion, like a roaring lion. But we have the lion of Judah on our side, the lion of Judah on our side who will fight the battle for us because he says the battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. The Lord wants to step in and fight for us. It says, that the Lord is his name. The Lord is his name and that he will fight for us. Go over to Romans 12, one through three. Romans 12, one through three. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, it's important that we understand that we are not of the world. We're not. We're in the world, but not of the world. See, the world falls prey to the lust of the eye, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. That's what the world does. But the children of the Most High God, we continue to remain poor in spirit, pulling nigh unto God as he pulls nigh unto us as we spend time with him in this intimate way and he's talking and he's whispering privately to us. He is doing a transformation from the inside out. He's doing a heart work on us that will be reflected on the outside, on the outside where people can see God high and lifted up in our lives. We have to remember that we cannot conform to the pattern of this world. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The Lord renews our mind as we spend time with him. The Lord renews our mind as we pray. The Lord renews our mind as we fast. The Lord renews our mind as we spend time with him in devotion. The Lord renews our mind when we just sit in silence, and allow him to just uh, rest upon us. That's when the Lord renews our mind. He renews our mind so that we will not be conformed to the patterns of this world. See, I love this because... When I go back to first Peter and I'm still hinging on that first word, be sober, be sober, be sober, be sober. Go over to, um, go over to, go over to Romans, Romans three, 12 and three. Cause I read Romans 12, one through two. I want to read verse three. This is what verse three says. It says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with a sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of us. See, I believe when he says, don't think of ourselves too highly, 
because the enemy can devour those that think of themselves too highly because remember i told you that's the pride of life the lust of the eye that's all that stuff when you start thinking of yourself too highly pride comes before the fall and the enemy loves someone that's, that has pride because it says that he's walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour he's looking for someone that has a certain type of light and it ain't even a light it's a certain type of what i call a faulty light the light is not even a light because the light is the truth it's the light of the world this kind of light is a form of godliness paul said it's a form of godliness it looked kind of godly but it's, it's like that wolf in sheep's clothing it's, it's not quite god it's a it's it's some it's a form of it but it, it's not it's not god he's looking for that type of person someone that he can devour somebody that he can use to his advantage to upbuild his kingdom that's who he's looking for in this season someone he can devour but if we remain humble and on watch we won't be the person that satan can devour because we're resting in the most high god we're maintaining our relationship and our intimacy with christ and we won't fall prey to the tricks of the enemy because I believe that this sober minded thing can be stretched even a bit further. It can be stretched even a bit further. When you look at the dictionary, it says soberness is freedom from intoxication. Freedom from intoxication. I believe that when we are dealing with the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and all those different things, we can get drunk on that. We can get drunk on really believing our own hype. We can get drunk on it. And when you get drunk on it, you're no longer clear headed. You, you're no longer seeing right. You thinking of yourself more holy than or more highly than what, than what you really are. You can be drunk on your own hype. And, and the enemy loves that to, to, to get you to puff yourself up so he can come in and do what? Kill, steal and destroy. So he can come in and devour you. Devour you devour you that's his that's what he wants to do but i'm decreeing and declaring even now that in this season you will not fall prey to the enemies acting like a roaring lion that you will rest in the whisper the gentle whisper of god as he speaks to you in a gentle whisper saying that you're more than a conqueror as he speaks to you in a gentle whisper correcting you when you're going the wrong way as he speaks to you in a gentle whisper to get your attention because he wants to tell you something that everybody else don't need to hear this is private what i'm talking to you about this is important daughter this is important son when he begins to speak to you in a whisper you will recognize you will recognize that it's god that it's god loving on you caring about you fulfilling his end of the covenant saying that he would never leave or forsake you and that when you hear the enemy acting like a roaring lion, you will know I'm not falling prey to that because the enemy's trying to devour me and you will run into the arms of the father because the father loves you. He cares about you. He loves us. He is pulling us so close to him in this season. I'm telling you people of God, the Lord is pulling us close to him. He wants a more intimate relationship. He wants to whisper to you. He wants to whisper beautiful things to you. He wants to whisper to you 
the love that he has for you. He wants to whisper to you that the plans that he had for you, for you when he formed you in your mother's room, he wants to whisper to you that everything's going to be okay. He wants to whisper to you that you're important to him. He wants to whisper to you that he loves you. He wants to whisper to you that he can heal the wounded areas of your life. He wants to whisper to you and even now give you an invitation to salvation. If you are on this channel for the first time and you are not saved, all you have to do is say your name. If you want to be saved, don't leave this channel today and miss the whisper of God to give you the invitation to come in. All you have to do is say your name and say, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for me and that you rose on the third day and I want you to come into my life as my Lord and Savior. And that today I'm created as a new creature and that I will follow you all the days of my life and I will have no other gods before you. Just like that, you're saved. Just like that, the angels are rejoicing for you in heaven. Do you hear them celebrating for you? Do you hear them clapping and applauding you? Do you hear them saying, wow, we've been waiting for you? Do you hear a holy God loving on you? Saying, child, I've been waiting for you. Daughter, I've been waiting for you. Son, I've been waiting for you. Come in. I have so much to tell you. Yes, just like that. Just like that, you can be saved. You are saved. If you, if you repeated that after me or you are not sure, go back and put it on the replay and repeat it and you're saved. You are saved. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are going to heaven as long as you continue to follow him, as long as you allow God to begin to transform you into the, the beautiful masterpiece that you are. Yes, just like that. And if you have just received salvation for the first time, I want you to go over to my Instagram page. I want you to DM me so that we can make sure that you have some scriptures and things that you need to be able to walk this thing out in this season. So that you might not feel alone in this walk, that you would know what your next steps are. And I love you guys. Be blessed. And remember, shh, it's in the whisper. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to www.positivethinkingpodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.